We discovered the most amazing thing. Around 347, the crew punctured the wall of an underground cavern. The cavern is teeming with never-before-seen species and wildlife. It's full of life and plants and the cutest little weird animals. It appears most of them are marsupials and oh my god, I've never seen anything like it. And oh, the plants have bioluminescence. I mean, it's incredible. It's the most incredible thing I've ever seen. The cavern is about 12 square kilometers from our initial drone survey and it has at least 43 unidentified plant species, 17 animal species, including four mammals and six amphibian species. It appears as if this cavern has been completely shut off from all external life. This means this could be the greatest scientific discovery in centuries, maybe ever. What's even better is that because our rigs have pressurized cockpits, we were able to preserve the microbial environment integrity of the biome. The drone we sent went through a full microbial life sterilization process so no new microbials were introduced to the cavern. As of tonight, we were able to think of a process to sterilize our biosuits so we can safely enter the environment without risk of damaging the biome. Tomorrow, we will attempt to catalog all species of plants and animals so we can have a better understanding of what we are dealing with here. End of audio log 18. Yo, 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 what is going on, you guys? It is your two favorite hosts, Brandon. And Blake, baby. We're here. <laughs> We're here. We're here for another episode of your favorite video game podcast, the Sticky, Sticky Buns, Buns Podcast. podcast. <laughs> Man, you know what's going on. You already know what's going on. We're going to talk about some pretty cool stuff for you guys here. We're going to talk about some 3DS stuff. I'm going to talk about Elden Ring. Anything else, Blake? I'm going to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy. Ooh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Before we get into it, though, I really just want to—I want to say something. I want to share some share some personal stuff that's been going on in my life. I had a, oh, yeah, a yeah. dude. I just had a crazy, a crazy month this last month, and I just wanted to say something like in regards to the pod. This has been like just like doing the podcast with you, Brandon. It's just like such a positive in my life, and I just absolutely love doing oh, it with you, man. man. I have a blast right. every time we do it. So, <laughs> stop, stop, stop. <laughs> I just wanted to share that, man. And oh, man. Yeah, I, I just moved this past weekend, so I'm in a brand new place. Don't know if you, I mean, you probably picked up on it a little bit, but I was very dissatisfied physically with where I was at in my previous place. It wasn't a great place. And, you know, we're still kind of, I don't know, I'm kind of like in dispute with my, landlord about some i mean like i personally wasn't even on the lease so like this is all through my old roommate <laughs> i don't know it's just it was a very bad experience very bad living situation and just like now that i'm removed from it in a new place i was just i just didn't even realize how bad it was at the time until i was like okay i'm in a new place and i'm i don't know like truthfully i'm in a better neighborhood like me and my girlfriend we got a really nice apartment and it's rent controlled, which probably doesn't mean anything for you if you're not in New York City. It's actually kind of complicated, so maybe I'll get into it another time. But basically, I, I got a super awesome apartment. Oh my gosh, Brandon, the people in my building, dude, they're so nice. And we got an elevator, so I got a great view. That's amazing. Yeah, dude, it's awesome. I'm super I'm so happy for you, bro. Thanks, man. I'm so it. happy for you. Yeah. And thanks for sharing that with us, man. That you know, that's that's really personal. It yeah. means a lot that you're sharing that with us, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, no problem, man. Yeah, so just in a better place, better headspace, better physical location. And yeah, I just want to like one more thing before we move on. In regards to like our podcast being uploaded and stuff, I have truly like a crazy month last month. So I upload the the podcast and the past one was I don't know. It's normally we upload on like either Sunday or Monday. Like if we're running late, it goes up on Monday. This past episode got uploaded on Thursday, which I mean, like if you're looking back, it's like not a big deal. And we kind of at the beginning of this whole thing, we we're like, hey, we're not going to like apologize if we're late or anything. And I used to be a big apologizer. And then I was like, hey, like, you don't have to apologize for things like this. So instead, I'm kind of looking at it in a healthier way. It's like, just say thank you. 
so seriously, like, thank you for listening to this podcast and like, thank you for your patience. And if we ever have like a, a late upload, like it's coming, like we're not just going to stop out of the blue. Like we do plan these things a couple, I mean, we do every other week. So we definitely plan it in advance. And sometimes, you know, I mean, like we're just two, two dudes out here. So if it's a little bit late, like we appreciate your patience in that. So thank you. You guys are awesome. And thank you for listening just in general. Yeah. Just piggybacking <laughs> on that. Thank you guys so much for tuning into our episodes. It really, it means the world to me. And I know it means the world to you too, Blake. And man, I, I'm getting emotional even just, just talking about it. And it means so much. Yeah. yeah and, and, you know, just also Blake, this also has been a huge positive for me this past year, just coming here and talking about what I've been up to, the video games I've been playing. So yeah, Sticky Buttons podcast. Stay tuned. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Brandon. Uh, yeah, dude. I mean, it's completely mutual, dude. I mean, we just love doing it. So I don't know, man. Do you want to get into it a little bit? Yeah, let's go. What do you want to start with? 3DS? or Yeah, let's start with the 3DS, man. So 3DS has kind of been in the news a little bit recently. And we had a, an episode about the 3DS a couple episodes ago. And in that, we, you know, we just talked about it. We talked about how the eShop was closing. And I had set a date that it was closing. And I was going to correct myself in a later video just because it turns out I was wrong on the dates that it was closing. Basically, I had been looking up stuff specifically because I was trying to decide if I wanted to buy into this system. And I found online that these like dates that the eShop was closing. And that would have been at the beginning of 2022. That was only for Japan though. That was not for the US. So in the US, they did officially announce like two or three weeks ago when they're officially closing down the eShop, which, you know, sucks for a lot of reasons and we'll get into that. But basically I'll just give you the dates on when this is actually happening and then we'll just kind of talk about the 3DS. So basically the quote that they have on their, on Nintendo's website is in quotation marks, late March of 2023. And that's when the eShop will close. At that time, if you've like already made a purchase, you can still download it, but you won't be able to download anything that you have not purchased already. So Definitely pick up everything before March of 2023 that you want to. There's a caveat on that though. And they kind of announced that they're like, hey, we're giving you a year in order to do this and make all your purchases, but you cannot add funds to your account via credit card as of May 23rd, 2022. So again, that's May 23rd, 2022. You can't add funds to your Nintendo account. Basically you cannot purchase anything from the eShop on the 3DS or Wii, it's Wii U actually, Wii U too. So Wii U is included in this. And so basically it's like for me, because I'm only, like I have a credit card, <laughs> I'm only gonna buy stuff on credit cards. So basically I have to put all the money into my account before May 23rd, 2022. And you can still add stuff until August, 29th, 2022 via eShop cards, but I don't really know what those are or how to get those. I guess those are like literally like Nintendo gift cards. <laughs> so yeah, so with those though, I think those are like specified amounts. Like you'll probably end up losing money just like having stuff be lost, like currency left in the eShop. But you can transfer it to your Wii or to your Switch if it's linked already, but I think it already has to be linked in order for you to do that. So it's kind of convoluted, but basically, if you're going to buy anything via credit card, like myself, you have to make those purchases by May 23rd of 20. <laughs> so I, how do you feel about this, Brandon? Do you, do you have any like gut reactions when they announce I mean, this? May 23rd is pretty soon for just not being mm -hmm. able to use credit cards. And just let's be honest here, who wants to go somewhere and find these Nintendo cards. Mm -hmm. I can't remember the last time I've seen a Nintendo, you know, card like that. You probably have to order it, you know, off Amazon. Yeah, honestly. And one thing that they did say in, in the press release that I just like thought of is it was like while supplies last for those eShop cards. So like, it's entirely possible that they just won't like, they just won't exist anymore 
by the time August rolls around. So yeah, it's just kind of crazy. I don't know. Do you have, I mean, you're probably not going to buy anything on this, are you? No, I don't think so. <laughs> but you know, I know there's a huge community that plays 3DS still. You know, one of my close friends, shout out to Mohammed, who do listens to the pod. He's definitely going to be devastated by this. And I, I'll actually reach out to him and let him know in case he, he hasn't heard. Yeah, because I mean, like, I mean, it definitely kind of made waves in my circle, like on, on the social media that I follow. But like, it's very possible that you you missed it. You know, I mean, it, it was like a press release by Nintendo. And like, if you're not like following and looking for that kind of stuff, you know, like you probably would have missed this. But, you know, it's kind of funny because it, it kind of brought up the question for me, like how relevant is this still? And I'm not going to lie, man, I've picked it up every single day since they announced this. And there's a, a actually, I'm going to shout something out. It's a free game that I've been, I literally have been doing this every morning since they announced it. And it's really kind of just totally enhanced my 3DS experience. And that's the Badge Arcade. Did you ever play anything in the Badge Arcade? I haven't. Did you download it? No. Oh my gosh, dude. I'm telling you, man, this Badge Arcade thing is really cool. And like, I think we talked about in our 3DS episode about themes and how we kind of wish that the switch had themes but basically just to kind of give you a rundown if you've never played the 3ds or if you haven't really experienced a nintendo system this is kind of what a theme is but basically it's like the user interface but it's themed based on their intellectual property so like just imagine like how cool it would be if you booted up the ps5 and instead of seeing an ad for whatever their new game is or that uncharted movie instead of like having them force that down your throat you get to see this background that you specifically picked out and bought and it's like your favorite character or like your favorite couple games like i have i think you can shuffle 10 and i think i have like 12 or 13 themes that i bought so like every time i i boot it up i get to see like a different theme and like one of those is like i have like a couple of zelda ones I have a, a Team Rocket one from Pokemon, Alpha, Alpha Sapphire one, and like a couple other like Pokemon ones. So it's pretty cool. And it's just like themed that way. I got like a Pikachu one. So every time I open an app, it like makes the Pikachu sound. And it's really fun. But the Badge Arcade, so also like really quick about the Badge Arcade. It's very much kind of like feeds on like your gambling kind of brain and it's literally like one of those crane machine games but you can like use the crane machine to get badges and they're like little pins of characters that you can put on your home screen in the place where an app would be for example i've got a couple pokemon that are now in my home screen as where the like so basically i guess to give you a better example i have pokemon crystal as a, a virtual console game on my 3ds and surrounded by a Pokemon from that gen that I got as badges. And you can play three times for free. And then it's it costs $1 for five plays at this crane machine, which obviously like crane machines, like they're made to make money. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of scummy that they did that. But I mean, honestly, I put a couple bucks into it, like five bucks on like things that I really wanted. And I, at first, like I, I did a couple, I spent like two or three dollars. I didn't really feel bad, but. Then I had one day where I was like, I really want this. And I it took me 10 tries to get something. And I was like, I just wasted like two bucks trying to get this thing. And I was like, that didn't feel good. So I haven't paid any money since. But, but yeah, so it's it's really fun. It's free to play. And you can like totally spruce up your 3DS like screen on it. And you get free plays every day. So that's something that's really cool. That's been keeping me into it. And I don't know. I just think it's awesome. I think it's a cool thing. I wish that the Switch had it. I just think that'd be really cool. I'm surprised you never did that, man. That's that's pretty cool, man. That the crane machine. Yeah, man. Badges are super cool. You should check it out. You can download that for free until late March of 2023. If you're looking for something to do or a reason to pick it up. I also, man, I honestly, Brandon, I feel you really check out like the newest games. And I I don't know. I really sometimes I'm a little bit jealous that you you just feel like you don't have to go back, but I feel like I just missed all this stuff and I really want to go back to it. So 
I don't know, man. I was thinking, I'm like, maybe I'm just sick. Like, <laughs> <laughs> maybe you are. Maybe I am. Because, <laughs> <laughs> um, like, honestly, like when they announced this, dude, I made a full ass like budgeting spreadsheet of all the games that I want to pick up that are like digital exclusives. So, oh man, yeah. And I'm I have a list of twenty games that I am for sure gonna buy. So. Yeah, you're going to probably be getting some more 3DS content from me specifically. I'm just going to be talking about some 3DS games. <laughs> That's fire. I'm loving the 3DS content. It's it's very Blake. Hey, man, I don't really know why, but I just, I don't know. I just feel like I have to give it a go. I feel like I missed it, and I feel like it's just something I'd be really into. Which, honestly, I have two games that I want to talk about today that I'll just talk about them really quick. They're 3DS games. And if you were like, hey, maybe I should dust off the 3DS, blow the dust off the screen, pull out the stylus. There's, <laughs> there's these, these, two, uh, <laughs> these two games you should definitely check out. And honestly, Brandon, I think you're really going to think this is like a cool idea. So basically this one is called Sketchy Snowboarding. And it's spelled, spelled sketchy. And it's basically, it kind of looks like this figure that was drawn in a sketchbook. And this is... I bought this because of the eShop description. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read that really quick. And it says, a hand-drawn infinite snowboarder where no two runs are the same. Carve, ollie, grab, grind, and spray folklore beasts to progress through 100 unique challenges. The art, sound, and code was created in Colorado and outdoors whenever possible. This project kept me sane during a skateboarding injury in 2018, and I hope you have as much fun playing it as I did making it. I don't know who the creator is, wow. but it's just like touching. Yeah, it's really like it's like I made this thing during an injury, and it's it's literally it looks like somebody drew it in a sketchbook, and you're playing it as a video game. And you couldn't couldn't really see this because I I said it out loud, but in the description, the word art was in quotation marks, so they were saying it's like not really art. But like, because it, it, it's sketchy, you know what I mean? Like, it just looks like a sketchbook. And basically, you're just like this dude on a snowboard, and you're just kind of like going down the mountain. And you have to go to like the right of some objects, the left of some objects, there's ramps, and you pick up coins. And like, I just had one challenge where there's a jackalope, and I had to spray the jackalope. A jackalope? Yeah. Do you know what a jackalope is? I don't. Oh my gosh. So a jackalope is basically like a, a rabbit that has antlers. Interesting. <laughs> rabbit with I think antlers. it's like a like a folklore beast that has been created out of the West. Let me see. Yeah, jackalope. It's like a mythical animal, but it's I don't really know the oranges. Yeah, it's from North American folklore. So it's like a very new mythical beast, I guess. Here, let me see if I can find the origins that's, of this. That's awesome. It says the term jackalope was most likely coined by taxidermists who reproduced the horned hair of legend by grafting pronghorn horns onto the mounted heads and complete body of a jackrabbit. Because I guess like jackrabbits are pretty big. Like they're about the size of like a small cat and they just put antlers on them. Like taxidermy, I don't know. Who knows? But it's kind of funny just like, they're just kind of hopping around the mountain and you spray them in snow and they just like can't move anymore because you just like sprayed them, sprayed them with snow. So, and I mean, the game was $2.99 and I've had, I've had a blast with it. Like it very much just fits that, I don't know, like arcadey skateboarding, snowboarding kind of vibe. So definitely liked it. Definitely worth checking. I mean, it's $3, you know, like it's definitely worth checking out. Yeah. And there's another one that I thought was really cool. 80s overdrive is what it's called and i'm just gonna say i literally bought this because of the price and i saw the art and i was like oh like this is a no-brainer it was 4.99 but it's on sale right now for 1.99 so you can go pick this up for two dollars and honestly you should you should google this game like the art of it is very cool it's called 80s overdrive and it's basically kind of just like this neon neon mario kart and it's just like this super arcadey like racing game where you can have like this orange, like neon orange or neon pink Ferrari or like Lamborghini. And you just kind of go in these. Wow. It reminds me of Vice City, GTA Vice City. 
Yeah, it's really vibrant and it's it's like super fun and it's like very easy, very chill. It looks and fun. Yeah, I'm looking at images. Yeah, I just I just think it's crazy that like something like this doesn't exist on a modern. I mean, like I want to say, I mean, I guess 3DS is still modern, but they're like closing the shops. So like, I just wish that something like this existed on Switch. Actually, yeah. as I said that, I just saw a picture of it on Switch. Let me see if this is on Switch. Yeah, it is on Switch. Okay, well, all the more reason to check it out. Yeah, I might want to buy that too, low-key. It's it's very fun, man. So I can't find a a price for it on Switch. Did you find a price for it on Switch? No. Yeah, I guess maybe check it out on the eShop. I don't I don't know. But definitely, I mean, for $199 on the 3DS eShop, like it's a no-brainer. Like it's it's super fun. Just like driving through the art is just cool. So Definitely worth checking out. And I don't know, man. I don't really have too much else to say other than I'm kind of sad that it's the eShop is closing. I guess I could run down my list of 20 games that I made in an Excel spreadsheet. Would you want that, man? Would you want to listen to that? <laughs> <laughs> no, Blake. Again, you're sick. I'm you're sick. sick. <laughs> <laughs> Again. All right, uh, next next topic. Next topic. <laughs> you gotta uh, go, man. I, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. You gotta get me and my 3DS sicko out of here. <laughs> on a on a more positive note. Yeah, that was positive, new, man. That was positive. <laughs> there was a new release that came out, and man, it got 10 out of 10 on literally everything. <laughs> Everyone who's played this game absolutely loves it and if they don't love it they don't love themselves oh it's (laughs) wow it's you know actually man i think this is the second highest rated game ever it's it's so good it's so so good and the title of this game is elden ring and we you know we spoke on this game a little bit you know we've been waiting for it to release we've been anticipating it for a while on this podcast and it finally came out. I got it for my birthday, thanks to my uncle. Shout out to my uncle. He purchased that game for me for my birthday. Man, I'm loving it. What do you like about it, man? How is this different from other other games that we've seen? I mean, like, is it the lore? Is it the story? It's different. Or it... It's the lore is definitely awesome. The lore is amazing. The story, there really isn't a story, and that's why it's it's been different. It's because you know, you're mainly being guided by this one. Can you? I would call her a girl. I, I don't want to call her a girl. She has a name. I can't remember her name. But she's basically like a a guiding spirit, and you're you are tarnished. And what that means is you're in the land in between like life and death, and you're trying to like break out of this cycle. Oh, you're in purgatory. Yeah. Oh shit, that's kind of cool. And so there's all sorts of like beasts and monsters and you're just like navigating this world, but there's no real like guidance to it. It's a very open world. It's like Skyrim in that sense where you just like can go and do anything, interact with anyone. It's like RuneScape in the sense that you have to improve your abilities to like get better at the game and not die as much. I die so much in this game, Blake. so much do you think the combat's like similar to like ghost of tsushima or anything like that like that you've played or is it just like totally on its own no it is a little bit it definitely is a little bit ghost of tsushima in the way that like i would swing a sword and it has a lot of like dark souls elements have you played any of the dark souls games i haven't i haven't either i that's kind of like everybody keeps saying that if you like those games like you're gonna love this and I just feel like I never played any of those. So I just don't really, I mean, like I've been meaning to because some of the games that I like love Jedi Fallen Order and Ghost of Tsushima, which are probably some of my favorite games of all time. They keep, whenever I hear other people talk about them, other people say they're inspired by these like Souls games and Souls likes, but I've never played in any of those. So this is going to be my first one of those that I play. Yeah, man, I think we should get into some Souls games eventually. Because 
from this game, it's, it definitely seems very, very fun. So you're dying a lot. Do you feel like, does that enhance it or is it, is that not real? Um, I mean, are you just like dying because it's a byproduct of how hard the game is and you're just like, yeah, it's, it's not very discouraging because at the end of the day, I'm still improving. I'm slowly, slowly getting better, very slowly, but surely <laughs> getting better. And I mean, yeah, it's just kind of a part of the game because everywhere you go, there are just there's this wide variety of, of, you know, mobs you can interact with, really, really strong ones and really weak ones and, you know, ones in between. So, you know, at any given moment, you, you can run into anything and, and you know, you got to be prepared. So are there just like enemies that you just like there's no way you could beat them or or is it kind of like you there's can, you can... like there's one right now called the tree sentinel who rides around in a horse and he has like this full suit of golden armor he's super strong and and he'll like yell at you <laughs> it was really funny because i was playing with my friend mark last night and we were getting chased down by him and he yelled at him and he made him fly off a mountain oh my gosh like his yell like pushed him off the mountain yes, oh my no. god <laughs> pushed him off the mountain it was i was dying of laughter as you could imagine but then he started chasing me and i was that was no joke i barely survived that Honestly, I just, I just kept running and running. So when you die, do you, like, what do you lose? Is it, so like, are you punished for dying, or do you lose so, anything? So, yeah, or? you lose your runes. Runes is the main currency in the game. You get it by defeating mobs or finding treasure, you know, selling anything that you've found in the world, and you use runes to level up. And so when you die, you lose your runes, but you have one opportunity to get them again. You only have one opportunity? Yes. If you die again, you've lost your runes. So is it kind of like as soon as you get the runes, you should spend the runes? If you can, ideally. If like you're going to level up, which is all I've been doing, is just spending my runes and leveling up. I mean, occasionally I bought like some equipment, but I'm finding that it's futile because I can't load the equipment because my abilities aren't high enough oh i don't have enough endurance to equip certain armor or oh wow okay so like you have things that you found or bought that you just like can't even use because you're not strong enough yet exactly damn that seems like it's pretty punishing i mean it seems like you're not really phased by that though it's just something about the game that it's so easy to love and Man, you, you honestly just have to play it. I love the multiplayer facet of it. It's a bit, I'll admit, it's a bit tricky, but I, I like it. It's a mature game. It's not meant to be an easy game. Yeah. And, you know, it's really, really enjoyable. Dude, I'm really excited to hop into this, man. Just what you said just makes me want to hop into it more. Uh, I, have, I have been doing a bit of research on this, so let me ask you something that I've heard about it. I've heard that it doesn't give you like a quest log. And I've heard people say that you should like take notes while you're playing this game and like keep a physical notebook of things that pop up because like there's no quest log or if somebody says some dialogue and you don't pay attention to it, you can like miss things. Is that true? Oh shit. Yeah, that is true. I'm so lost, right? I have absolutely <laughs> no idea what is going on right now, Blake. I'll tell you right now, Blake, oh. I have been, so I'm tarnished, right? But somehow I was sent to prison. <laughs> how am I in prison when I'm already tarnished? Like, how did it make it make sense? It's crazy. I'm in like some kind of hell where I can't. I have no choice between this like beach where there are these poisonous like sacks and and they're just annoying, or this cave where there are these these critters that keep shooting these like really really fast arrows and. They're like these Nordic kind of skeletons from Skyrim. And they're down there just lurking. They're hard as fuck to kill with you. They killed me so many times. I don't know how I'm, es- I'm going to escape this prison. I'm stuck here. And my friend wants to play with me, but I can't because I'm in prison. <laughs> I can't. You're in video game jail, dude. It's, and it's you're in crazy. hell. That seems, that seems terrible. <laughs> it's nuts. I'm really trying to find the portal back. The way I got in... Get this. 
I, you know, I was going in this kind of like underground cave. I find this treasure chest. I'm like, awesome. I'm going to loot it. I opened it. It's like, you've been trapped. It sends, it sent me into a portal world. And um, uh, that's where I'm at right now. Like, Oh, you thought you were going to get like a cool item and it's just like, nope, you're in no, jail, dude. It's, um, yes. And oh my gosh. Something that was really cool about the game that I definitely want to mention is, man, you can get caught lacking by a player, by a PvP, somebody else. Really? Like, somebody, yeah, like somebody spawned in on my world and just beat me up, bro. It was yeah. nice. Can you like, turn that off? I don't know. I'm not understanding much of the game. I'm trying not to watch videos and get any guidance on it because I want to take it in like as you know, first person. I don't want any like outside influences on my gameplay. But yeah. you know, thank you for telling me about taking notes because I am definitely lost on the quest. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing, where I'm going. Yeah, man. I mean, I obviously like it's very clear that you like this, but like, man, you're like, physically and in the game, just in purgatory, dude. <laughs> yeah, man, I gotta break out. Man, I mean, that says a lot about the game. If if you're still enjoying it, though, I'm loving it, dude. And I, I just can't wait to get back on it. Really so, what kind of weapons do you have? I don't know, man. I honestly, like, after I knew that I was going to buy it, I kind of stopped like, watching the promotional material. Do you have, like, because I also, I heard that you can change it, like, a bunch. Like, do you have, is it, like, in Skyrim where you can have two-handed, one in each hand, axes? Yeah, totally. totally. Do you have you magic, have, too? So, my buddy Mark is a warrior. He has two-handed. I'm a wizard. I think I can't forget the class. Bro, you're you know, a wizard a in purgatory. <laughs> What did you do in your past <laughs> life, bro? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm a wizard. I got a shield and I have a staff, but I can also swap into a sword. Mm -hmm. So that's really cool just to get up close and personal. And then that's about it. I can summon a horse and summon a horse to like help me navigate the world. Is it just like you just ride the horse? Yeah. Oh, other weapons. There's a samurai class that has a katana and a bow and arrow. I'm probably that sounds lit. <laughs> yeah, the samurai class is nuts. My friend Edgar is the samurai. Shout out to Gert. Yeah, I actually might, I really might do that because I didn't really like the way that the story for Ghost of Tsushima ended. And I feel like I'm just hunkering for more samurai stuff. I might just have to. That sounds like, that sounds pretty fun. What else? So what do you, okay. Also something like, that's, I'm definitely going to play this game, but like something that's a little bit off-putting to me is the art style. Mm. Does it when you're in it? Does it feel like it fits? Because it just feels kind of like very gothic, very grotesque. I mean, like obviously it's a mood. Yeah, no, it, it definitely feels like it fits because there are moments where the game just like absolutely shines. And I'll give you an example. There's this one part where I was playing the story and I kind of just ran away from that part of the story because it was too hard. And there's this like huge. I can't even describe this thing. It's it's a, it's a huge boss, and mm -hmm. it's it's really ugly. It's really mean, but the graphics on it are really nice, and like it's just a really good scene. And it kind of just like takes away from the fact that you exactly what you're describing is like gothic, and the menu is I don't know. It looks like a game from like 2006. Oh, okay. Like, it just. I don't know. It's, it's a contrast. Is it very it's, like stylized? It's a, it's a happy contrast. It's a, I don't know. It, it's a really, really good execution on, on like what it is. Yeah. Okay. That makes me excited because I love it when like people just buy into the art style or like whenever you try to do a thing and you just like, just do it. I like it when things are just unapologetically like what they are. And I'm exactly. It seems like this is that. Exactly. It's, a, it's just unapologetically what it is like even the cover art oh that's that's sick and it, it almost kind of looks like like sacred geometry in a way but not yeah. like it's like and you like see that off. tree the tree yeah. right there that's like the mm -hmm. center it's like a, is that a glowing tree? tree that's in the center of the is world that in yeah. the, oh god that man so okay so like jr R. R. martin he did like all the lore and stuff like i'm like he didn't design the game but 
man, I'm excited to check this out and just to see what kind of depth there is to it, man. Okay. So really quick on the graphics and stuff, like, how does it look? I mean, you said it was good, but does it feel like this is like a next gen game? It does feel like it's a next gen game because the combat is very well put together. Even when I'm playing PVP, even when I'm playing with other friends, you know, of course it has its, its quirks, but it's, it's a game that just launched and it's something that can be updated but overall it's it's a great game it runs on a great engine it's on the bandai namco system and, and you know they've they've already released a couple of great titles like dragon ball xenoverse dragon ball xenoverse 2 and they really executed well in those games i really enjoyed those games that was a huge you know driving factor for me wanting this game is just knowing that bandai namco was going to make it and you know they executed man damn i'm really excited to hop into it man it's it's one of those games man that's hard to talk about too because it's so unique it's unique to everyone's experience in the same way that breath mm-hmm. of the wild is okay. you know you just get in Whoa. there and it's like you just go your you go your own way is it kind of this oh man i just, big red flag for me man i you know me i hate tutorials is this this game like really like gatekeep you for a little bit and then let you loose or like not at all they don't gatekeep you at all oh that makes me excited they don't gatekeep you at all all they do is like they give you these little blips of like tutorial screen like a little like tip thing that was like oh this is how you do a combo or this is how you do this xyz but you can turn that off and I've kept them on, and I noticed that they're not annoying at all, and they've kind of stopped after I've played a couple hours. And okay, it's very intuitive, Oof. dude. I think I'm gonna have to pick this up. I don't know. It, it came out on the weekend that I moved, so I'm kind of, I kind of didn't really have time to play this weekend, and I'm probably. I don't know when you'll hear from me on this one, but I guess we'll hear hear back from Brandon on his updates on it. Let's see, yeah, see if he can get out of jail, man. <laughs> I'm so be playing it a lot, dude. How much do you think you put into it? I'm I'm playing it a lot. I'm already level 26. I think I'm already like 13 hours in. Yeah, okay. dude, I'm, I'm loving it. Naomi hates it. That's a good indicator of how much time I'm spending on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. That will do it. Yeah. I very much try to like whenever actually I don't know how this is gonna go with like me me living with my girlfriend. I don't know how much me playing games is gonna seep into it. But I feel like at the moment, like right now, we so we actually we have like a one bedroom apartment. Like we were looking at some studios and I was like, hey, like I work from home. Like I really think we need to get like a one bedroom. And we found a really nice one bedroom. So there is like a bedroom with walls and then and a door and then there's like the the living space where i have like my tv and set up and i feel like at the moment i've been doing more stuff in bed where it's like i'll just have my 3ds or my switch in there and then like in the morning i'll come out and i'll have like some time with the console like in the other room while she's still sleeping before work so maybe this is a i do this every morning kind of thing <laughs> i don't know we'll see we'll see how it works it's got a uh, fit the time in but we've set up before like video games like they can really consume your life so like hey seriously like do other things in your life like there's more to life than video games and it, it can be super exciting when a new game comes out and like i personally i'm probably gonna sink a ton of hours into this when i when i grab it but definitely just try and be healthy with it they kind of say like a healthy benchmark is about 10 hours a week so just kind of take that take that as you will but yeah make sure make sure you're doing other stuff in your life Dude, can I tell you about Guardians of the Galaxy, man? Yeah, go for it. So I, I'm going to be honest, man. The last time we talked about it, I thought I was halfway into it. And I was not even a quarter of the way into it when we talked about it last. And I truthfully, like, I, I saw, like, the chapter marker and it said, like, how many chat, like, it's a chapter whatever. And I Googled how many chapters were in the game. And I was like, oh my God, like, are you kidding me? Like, I was like, I just, 
really kind of just want to move forward with this. And that was like not a good sign for me. And I was like, man, like maybe this game, maybe I'm not actually enjoying this as much because I want to like get through it. And turns out that's absolutely not the case at all. But I, I definitely felt that way for like a moment. So I just wanted to say that. And I think that this game has a very slow start for the first quarter of it because it's kind of very new. It does something very new. And that's kind of what makes it a really cool game. So first off, the combat and like the action platforming, like when you're actually doing the game stuff, it doesn't do anything new. Like it kind of just feels like a third person action adventure game. It kind of feels like a Tomb Raider or oh, what's that game? Like Horizon Zero Dawn. Like it kind of just feels like those kind of games, you know what I'm talking about, Brandon, where it's third person, like over the shoulder, like you kind of know there's going to be combat, you know, there's going to be like side quests. You kind of just know what to expect. Like you know what you're jumping into. Yeah. This game does something like, so in that sense, it doesn't really do anything new. And that's just is what it is. And I mean, like I personally enjoy those games. Like I like those games. Like I've liked all those games that I just mentioned. And I was like more of the same, you know, it's kind of just, I guess, like the bread and butter the medium right now for these triple a titles so i was like whatever like like i'm enjoying that and i was like and it's like guardians of the galaxy which is super fun the one thing that it does that is just absolutely so cool brandon you're just in this world and your other the team members like the other guardians of the galaxy are constantly talking to each other and most of the time they're not talking to you i think i kind of said the last time that drax was like just being a dick and he was just kind of like antagonizing everybody and like pushing buttons and just like kind of being like a, I don't know, he's just like being a douche and you could step in and like stick up for people. And most of the time, like I choose not to say anything because the conversation is not directed at me. And it's, I don't know, like sometimes Drax will say some douchey thing about how um, Gamora was an assassin and he'll, he'll ask something about, ask her something about Thanos. And I was just like, oh, I want to hear what she says about Thanos. So because like I'm a fan I was like I don't really want to I'm not going to interject but like sometimes you can be like stick up for Gamora and it's just like you, your person Peter Quill would be like hey Drax you know like we're a team here like don't like don't say that and it kind of just like truthfully man just experiencing this game it's made me like the Guardians of the Galaxy like a hundred percent more than I liked it as like the movies and I just feel like the characters are so much more fleshed out the story is so much better than the movies. And if you liked Guardians of the Galaxy, I think this is just like, just done so much better in such a more interesting way. Because, oh my gosh, I'm trying to think of the actor's name that plays Peter Quill in the movies. He's in Parson Ruck. He's playing Mario in the new Mario movie. Do you know what I'm talking about? I know exactly who you're talking about. I can't remember his name. I'm searching Andy from Parks and Rec. <laughs> I'm kind of mad. I can't remember his name. Chris Pratt. Jesus. <laughs> uh, Chris Pratt, dude. Yeah, I just, I mean, like, truthfully, he's kind of just like a goofball in this Guardians of the Galaxy movies. And the Peter Quill in this video game, I mean, like, he's obviously a young man dealing with some stuff and, like, traumas. But he's, like, a legitimate leader. And, like, he's very much, I don't know. I personally, like, one of the things I think makes a good leader is a you listen, you truly do like listen to the characters here. And man, I just got to say, man, this story, I was into it before. I was like, oh, like you're the Guardians of the Galaxy. Like you're broke. You got fined by Nova Corps. Like, of course you got to like get some money and do a reckless mission to get some money to pay off your Nova Corps fine. And then you're kind of, you're kind of going to Nova Corps to pay your fine. And the, the story just takes like the hardest right left turn and goes like full on sci-fi space cultist story, like crazy sci-fi story that I'm not really, I don't really want to spoil, but holy crap, Brandon, it's just crazy, man. Like the story just like totally kicked it up to 11 and I'm, I'm just like hooked. And I, I like literally was playing and I was like, well, I was going to stop playing and eat dinner but I just got to keep playing <laughs> like two or three hours later. I was like, Oh my gosh, this keeps getting crazier and crazier. And it feels like real story, like real stakes, man. It's just really cool. And also like the character development, 
man, can I tell you about some of these? Actually, I have like a little paragraph in my notes written about each of the characters. Do you mind if I kind of like go through that really quick with you? Go for it. Dude, so Rocket, the last time we spoke about this, I think I had mentioned his like backstory was really traumatic. And basically he was like created and given sentience by the Kree Empire. And basically he was like a slave forced to kill and terrorize people for the Kree Empire. And if he didn't, he would be like killed. And he had to like, he basically like lost his like closest friend and they like ended up like giving their life for him to escape. And his, <laughs> it's also each person has their own room. And like, this is something that you can pick up in the room and talk to him about. And he'll just like talk to you about it. And it's just like crazy because you start to sympathize with, Hey, like he's just been pushed and pushed and pushed and like, Maybe he wouldn't be like a killer, you know, had he been pushed in another way, but like, it's like, he was like forced to do it. So it's like, of course, you know, he, he does that. And he, it's very clear that he likes to tinker and he likes to like, he's an engineer and every member of the team has like a visual, the, the way that they're, I've found like their rooms are set up is very, I guess it kind of like a visual representation of what they're going through. So like him in his room is just covered in schematics because he's really trying to upgrade. So he's really trying to upgrade the Milano's weapon system. And so like his room is just like covered with these schematics. And he kind of, you kind of just get to a point with him where you're just, hey, dude, like you don't have to like keep pushing us away. And it just culminates in like a big fight. So basically where I'm at right now is you and Rocket are kind of on the men's, but he's still pissed about I don't know. I, I'll, I'll keep, I just don't want to spoil it, but basically I'm pretty sure that there's no other way to do it. And like Rocket is going to get pissed at you. And that's kind of going to progress the story and his mirror. So like each guardian has something different with their mirror. And I think that kind of visualizes kind of what they're going through. So like Rocket's mirror is covered with blueprints and Groot doesn't have a mirror <laughs> and his room is just covered with exotic plants. And he says, I'm Groot. You know, I mean, what do you expect from Groot? <laughs> expect? Uh, but it's, I mean, like you could seriously walk up to Groot and hit A and talk to him. He'll just say, I am Groot. And he'll just like say it in all different kinds of ways. You know what I mean? So like, you can just keep talking to him and he just says, I'm Groot. And, <laughs> but it, I mean, like, it really feels like you're starting to like, I don't know. I understand him. I don't know. Maybe I'm just going crazy because I'm talking to Groot so much. <laughs> I am Groot. I'm just reading into it, man. But Gamora, so I guess it, I don't know if I was able to get into her room at first, but actually like before I got into her room, I like walked in on her in the cockpit and she was like on like a, it was kind of like the eBay of, of this Guardians of the Galaxy universe. And she was just looking up like a doll auction. And she like was about to place a bid for this like toy doll. And you can say, like you basically get like this whole dialogue tree and you can basically either choose to like pretend like you didn't see it or say like, you saw it, like you can't hide. That's like, you have to talk to me about this. And basically she's just like, yeah, like I, you know, I don't like it to come up and, you know, our missions and like, this is, I'm on my personal time. Like I like to collect dolls. What's wrong with that? <laughs> and her room is by far the cleanest when you go in there. She has grapes and it kind of gives off like a girl's room, like, you know, like a girl's room that's like princess themed, you know, kind of like everyone kind of goes through that phase. Yeah. Or well, I mean, not everybody, I'm assuming most people go through that phase and her bed is a little bit messy, but it's made and hers is the only bed that's made. And she has a rug. She's a piece of art on the wall. And she has a very, a very neat display of weapons in her spare armor. And she's got like a little doll collection. And her room is the only room that has like a spare chair in it. And her mirror is covered by a drape. It's like a very kind of girly drape that just covers her mirror. And she has got a couple other drapes that like cover the walls. Like it's very clear that she cares the most about her space. And I don't know, that's just kind of interesting and it's kind of cool because like she's obviously clearly struggling with the fact that she was like stolen from her family by Thanos. And now she has her own space and she's like allowed to like make it what, what she wants, which is really cool. And man, that's just pretty cool. I don't know. It's kind of emotional, just kind of like 
seeing that and like just knowing what they're going through. You kind of just hear so much and you kind of just based on like different dialogue options, you can see, you can tell it bothers her when Drax like keeps calling her like Thanos' assassin. And it's kind of crazy. I'm not going to spoil this, but basically you find out the story of how she got her name, the deadliest woman in the galaxy. And it's very, it's honestly, it's very interesting story. So definitely we're checking out just for that. Just, I mean, like, I'm like those kind of moments and moving on to Drax, dude, this dude's a, this dude's a, a wreck. This dude is an emotional wreck. <laughs> this guy is just hurt. Poor Drax, man. I kind of, last time we spoke, he's been, he was kind of an, like antagonistic on all the other guardians, pushing them away and like poking them and just saying very, I guess, confrontational things. And he kind of has this moment where he's just, he's like, his arms are folded and he's like looking at the Milano's window and you go up and talk to him. And he's like, hey, bud, what's going on? And he's like, oh, Peter Quill, like I've just been contemplating life, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, <laughs> what the? and he's kind of just like, hey, I don't think that we would have made it out of that mission without, I'm pretty sure he says the, <laughs> the rodent, the tree and the assassin, if they weren't nobly fighting beside us, I don't think we would have made it out of that. And you kind of say, yeah, like I've been trying to tell you drafts, like, Life is complicated. And like just because these people have a bad past, it doesn't make them bad people. And he said, I just lost this certainty about life. And I just had this, had these values on on my life and my old planet. And I just no longer possess the same views. And, and Peter is kind of just like talking him through it. And he's like, hey man, we could probably, you know, find another piece with meaning of life again. You just keep working at it. And it's just crazy because like when you go into his room, his room is like very, I don't know, like I said, you very clearly see what they're going through. And man, his room is definitely intense, I would say, because you like walk in and there's just like punch holes. Like, you know, like if you walk into a room and like, I don't know, like, you know, like when people punch lockers and you can see that they punch the locker. Yeah. It's just like his room is just covered with those. And he has like this little shrine of like a picture of him and his daughter and his wife and his mirror, as you can tell, he punched his mirror. So his mirror's like shattered and like there's shattered glass on the floor. So he like punched his mirror and broke his mirror. And there's just like punching bag, weight sets, and it's just clothes and bedding just kind of thrown all over the room. And I don't know, it just makes you feel bad for him, you know? I don't know, he's just, all the Guardians are, like, very clearly struggling with stuff. And Peter Quill's kind of struggling with the loss of his mom. And basically, this this Peter Quill, like, he sees his mom get murdered by aliens. And he gets kidnapped. And, which is not dissimilar to how it is in the movies. But in the movies, like, his mom dies of cancer. And then he, you know, he's kidnapped by the Ravagers. But in this one, it's, it's a little different. And... Like he's got like posters of like Star Lord, and honestly, maybe I just won't get into that. I feel like that's something that's just like left, left best, you know. Said, yeah. One more thing about <laughs> Drax's room, though. He like everybody like gives him shit about not understanding sarcasm. You know, like that's kind of like his whole. You know, he's an alien, doesn't really get it. But like he very clearly is trying to better himself. And you can like tell because he has this book of sarcasm and he keeps in his bedroom and he's got like reading glasses. And <laughs> I mean, it's very clear that he's like actively trying to better himself and it just like makes it even worse that he's just like such a wreck, you know? Yeah. And honestly, he just like kind of reminds me of like a traumatized frat bro. <laughs> but yeah, man, another thing, I mean, if you want to play this game, like seriously, Basically, you're just going to get the best Guardians of the Galaxy experience that's out there. So like, if you like the movies, this just, I mean, takes it up. I mean, like I said, it takes it up to 11 with the story. But like, this literally just, it takes it up to 11. It's on a whole nother level than the movies. I mean, obviously, you could get that from playing, from reading the comics too. But I mean, it's kind of hard and expensive to get the comics. Like, this is honestly probably more accessible than those. I do want to talk about the music, man. So this this soundtrack won like best soundtrack last year at the Game Awards. And it did some really cool things with this. 
and the soundtrack they have like two different soundtracks like well i don't know really there's like the licensed soundtrack you can listen to and it's just like licensed music you know because it's like gardens of the galaxy and then there's also this album made by star lord which in the comics i've, I've like learned a lot of things because this is like ba- loosely based off the comics star lord is the name of a rock band that was like prevalent on earth and was peter quill's favorite band when he got kidnapped and that's just kind of what he goes by is star lord so that's kind of how he got his name and the soundtrack when they made this game they made a fictional band called star lord and they made an album and you can go listen to this album on spotify and it's a really honestly like it's a pretty decent <laughs> rock album and it's kind of loosely got like sci-fi themes in it and it's really honestly it's pretty good and truthfully like i listened to it when i was working out i mean i don't normally don't listen to rock music but i was like i'll do this while i'm working out and i listened to it while i was skateboarding and hey man it's honestly it's a pretty good album and it totally holds up so go check that out it's i think you i think i might might have to search like star lord band and it'll come up and it's really cool man and they just like went way in depth on this on this band and it it just makes it so cool because there's this like flashback right and you get like this flashback and there's like a rolling stones magazine in his bedroom and you can actually open the rolling stones magazine and read it as if it was like they featured this star lord band and it's it's like incredibly in-depth i mean it's a fake band you know like they went and they did this and they got their rights from rolling stones to put this fake band in Rolling Stones and they like modeled it off like what like a magazine would be at the time. And just like small detail, like you don't have to read that. I mean, like me being me, I went back and read that and it literally, it kind of just like paints this band in like total mystery. And it kind of hints that they, it kind of like hints at that <laughs> all of the band members have like broken the law to various degrees at some point in their life. Because like one of the Rolling Stones questions is like, it's like, why don't you guys like put your last names on the album? Like, surely you guys want your last names on there. And the, the kind of the answer is like, hey, like, I don't really know if we can say anything about that at the time. Like, you know, we really just got to protect ourselves. <laughs> I mean, it's like a fake band, you know what I mean? It's like, of course, they're not going to put like, they're probably not going to put like a fake person with like a first name, last name on actual people that created this album. You know what I mean? Because like, Real people obviously made this album and it's incredibly good. Logistically, they're not going to put like a, you know what I mean? They're not going to put band member, fake band members, full names, you know, for people that like, you know, are established artists. And it just like things like that. It's just really cool that they have that in there. And <laughs> uh, it's just like, it's just funny. They just like, yeah, but it's like a whole thing. And they're just really playing them up as like bad boys and just like, Rolling Stones article and you don't have to read it, but it's cool that it's there. Like you can literally pick it up in his bedroom during a flashback and read the Rolling Stones article about the band. So, and yeah, dude, there's just an evil, evil space cult that's after everybody in the universe. So (laughs) it's crazy, man. And yeah, there's some, like, I don't really want to, I don't really know how spoilery it is. So I don't really want to say too much at at this time, but there's like some pretty cool like story implications on why you as like Peter Quill care about what's happening in this game that like, I don't know. I just feel like it's not really explored in a lot of different superhero games. You know what I mean? Where it's like superhero games, like, Oh, it just doesn't really feel like fleshed out. It's like, Oh, like, of course, like I'm the hero. I want to save it. But in this, it's like, Oh shit. Just about anybody would choose to do what they're doing here based on like, you know, the situation. And it's just, it's really cool that it's very refreshing in this Marvel fatigue era that you can have like such an in-depth hero story. So definitely recommend it to anybody, man. That's a little bit more on Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm about ready to wrap it up, man. Do you have anything else you want to say? Oh, man, buy Elden Ring if you haven't already. <laughs> really, really good game. Man, okay. One more question about Elden Ring. So, like, when you can play online, is it, like, co-op? Are you, like, doing separate things? Or is it you're in the same place that you would be normally and you're just kind of going about, like, normally what you do? Or is it just, like, a different space? It's co-op and you would just be going around normally 
like what you would normally do. But the only thing is, is you can't do like single player stuff. Okay. So like you can like hop into the same world then, but you can't, I guess I don't really understand what you can't do. Just like the story and stuff. Yeah. Like you can't really ride around on your horse or you can't open chests. Oh, to like get like new equipment and stuff. Yeah. Only the leader, the host can. Okay. So it's kind of like if you needed some help doing something and you like, let's say, exactly. let's say you, you need some help getting out of this, this prison. Yeah, maybe you could call on me and I could help you out, help you get out. Yeah, if you okay. could find a way to the prison yourself. Oh, so, so oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Dang, okay. That's crazy. It is nuts. Man, maybe next week we'll both be talking about Elden Ring. I don't know. <laughs> Dude, please. I, I really want to see your take on it. Well, I guess on that note, seriously, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. If you want to help us out and help us grow, it would mean a lot to us if you'd share it with a friend. And yeah, just thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for tuning in and stay tuned. We got a lot more coming for you. <laughs> Sticky Buns Podcast. Bye.